So when you look at some of these new majority groups, I think we should start thinking about the language that we're using. I, I do. I really do think we need to start. And, and we need not have the corporates define what that language is. We need to listen to these new business owners, these, the, the upstarts, and understand how are they identifying themselves. And I think what we're going to find is, guess what? It's not as complicated as we've made it in corporate America. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. We'd also like to thank TechCXO for its sponsorship of this podcast. Get proven hands-on C-suite executives to take on an interim role and provide fractional help in lead projects. TechCXO on-demand executive model consistently delivers time and cost savings of 50 to 75% compared to a full-time in-house function. They have helped their clients secure over $4 billion in debt and equity financing and have advised clients on over 200 transactions, including due diligence preparation, M&A, and financing alternatives. To learn more, please visit their website at techcxo.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. Today, we are talking about words and how much they matter, especially in the context of supplier diversity. And you can get twisted real fast around words in this space. You can, you can. And when you're working with all these different groups, you want to be mindful of the type of words that we use to or historically have used to describe them. I totally agree. You know, uh, when we brought on some new supplier diversity managers, the first thing I told them was like, you're about to learn a whole new language. Yeah. I was like, and don't be surprised in your first few conversations when you have two seasoned supplier diversity veterans talking to one another right. to walk away and then have to ask somebody else what was just said. Right. Because there are going to be terms and acronyms. Yeah thoughts that are going to be expressed that may never have heard it used that way before. So yeah, this is a really big one. So to have a meaningful conversation, Mm -hmm. right, we have to understand the language. We do. We definitely have to understand the language. So, you know, being, I wouldn't say fairly new to to supplier diversity, I think about just bringing my whole perspective and just the consulting background on just, you know, terms that we use and what they mean to me. So this is just a subjective thing. So when we think about a supplier diversity program. Program to me means something that has a start date and an end date as opposed to a practice. You know, like a supplier diversity practice means to me that it's something that's ongoing. Well, and it's always developing. And it's always developing. Yes. And that you've mm-hmm. got people committed to this practice right. inside your organization. Right. It's not right. just an initiative is what I kind of think of when I think of programs. Yes. Yeah. Programs definitely uh, a more institutionalized way it's of, of saying something. definitely an institutional yeah. and mm-hmm. historical mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, some of the, the other terms that we use, you know, disadvantaged, you mm-hmm. know, and I think when you particularly, we know what disadvantaged means in context. Right. Means that we don't sometimes have the same sort of equitable opportunities Correct. as some of our counterparts. Correct. But I think that when you look at next generation entrepreneurs and when we think about who we want to be, we should be using words that are more empowering. Agreed. 
I do agree you know, with that. And yeah. I'd be interested for our listeners to hear, you know, what are some of the other terms that they would like to hear to kind of self-identify with? Yeah, that would be great in the comments you know, section. Kind of yes, let us know some of those. We'd love to hear what you guys are hearing terms. out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because disadvantaged, underrepresented, you know, all of these are, you know, words to describe you know, some of the challenges, but they're not empowering. They're not empowering. They're more kind of the quote unquote industry specific language right? that we would use in discussing a research or Mm -hmm. uh, somebody's, you know, paper on supplier diversity. That's where you're going to see them. And so we we have kind of as practitioners synthesized those same words into our just kind of regular language. Daily lingo. Yeah, exactly. But it does absolutely nothing for the person we're trying to help. Right, right. I mean, you get you know, some of these things, oh, we're looking for small, underrepresented, disadvantaged businesses. Well, if I see that, I'm like, I don't know that that's Can't me. Can't tell you what that is. Yeah, you know, right, <laughs> like, right, I don't right, think that that's right. me or I don't, I don't know that I would self-identify any other business that I know as that. And yes, exactly. yes, we have some of these challenges, but that's not how anyone describes. Them. No, exactly. It, it's not. And, and I think that's one of the misses that we have in our current supplier diversity culture is we're using language that's not used by the owners themselves, right? So they're talking one one way. language. Yeah, they're talking one language. We're talking another, and we're actually trying to talk to them, but they don't think we're talking to them because they don't identify that way, like you just said, and they think the message is for, for somebody else. And you're like, no, 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 I've been, I've been trying to reach out to you the entire time. You know, and then there's this moment of kind of shock and realization on both sides of the table, what's just happened. So, I mean, really, words really do matter. I mean, I think we've taught our children that from from day one. And we got to remember that as professionals, too. We do. We do. We want to empower our small business community. And so thinking through how we articulate and attract, even when we talk about sourcing or marketing, using those terms are definitely not going to attract the type of suppliers that I think that they're looking to attract. No, not at all. So, um, unless they already organically know what that is, and then you have to assume where they heard it and all these other various things, if you're going to use that language. So yeah, it's, I think that there, I've seen just this evolution of, of terms that, um, groups have now come out with, you know, women led on the rise business, you know, just all these various yeah, ways that, yeah. that just kind of spark a little bit more excitement. And, right. and this is how I actually see myself in this wording. Yes. You know, so I yes. think that, you know, changing some of your language as, as organizations and as corporations would really help you attract some of these next generation entrepreneurs, but also educating this other group of, of next generation entrepreneurs around some of these historical terms and what they mean. And they don't necessarily mean that they're saying that you're disadvantaged. You know, what they're saying in actuality is we are all, we all understand some of the challenges that each of these groups have. And so we have to be intentional about how we reach out. So it's not to be offensive. By any means. Not at all. It's just to say, you know, this is just for these groups and this is our intentional effort to carve out a space within our organization just for you because we value you. We do value you. And a lot of it too is so a language also around, right? I, I think I keep coming back to this, right? I always like to come back to risk, but there is risk in language too, right? And so sometimes corporates have developed language that they feel is a little bit less risky 
right? And that may be more acceptable on a broader basis. And, and so I think that kind of helps cloud the waters actually more than anything. So I, I, again, I think, and I think we've kind of touched on it a few times, right? We, we have to listen to how businesses are defining themselves. And then as corporates be a little bit more responsive on picking up on those definitions and then synthesizing, what does that definition then mean to the corporate? We don't want the small business to change their culture. And we're not really asking the large corporates to change their culture. We're just asking, as you and I have said before, to understand each other's cultures. Exactly. Exactly. We'd like to thank the University of Georgia Supply Chain Advisory Board for sponsoring Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. In addition to ensuring the UGA supply chain curriculum meets employers' needs, the board also connects employers with highly qualified students. Join corporate board members like Johnson & Johnson, Home Depot, and the Chick-fil-A to discover and hire tomorrow's supply chain innovators today. To learn more, go to www.terry.uga.edu, click on alumni, and find the supply chain advisory board there. Also with the term minority and minority yes, groups. Yes, that can be a, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I think about, you know, minority business and this and that and, and what minority really means. And so it means these, these, these smaller groups and the smaller of a larger group. Right. So, but I think that there's this, this evolution that you'll see um, with, this new generation of entrepreneurs and and just the evolution of our country that now the minority is becoming this new majority the new majority yeah mm-hmm. especially True. when you look at hispanic population um you know by 2024 you know it's going to be i think four times more than what it is right, right now and with that comes more buying power more buying power. So when you look at some of these new majority groups, I think we should start thinking about the language that we're using. I I do. I really do think we need to start. And and we need not have the corporates define what that language is. We need to listen to these new business owners, these, the, the upstarts and understand how are they identifying themselves. And I think what we're going to find is, guess what? It's not as complicated as we've made it in corporate America. They're a business. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, when we look at the term minority entrepreneurs, I think that to a certain degree, it inherently just undervalues their abilities because we're looking at all these collective groups. And so, yeah, I think words matter and reaching people. So when we're talking about marketing, yes. our practices and programs, yeah. you know, making sure that we're empowering these suppliers, I think is, is, is critical with the words we use. It's absolutely huge. Right. And that helps develop your brand. It does. On top of that. It does. It does. Which, which leads me to my next point is if words matter, you know, one of the very basic things is for supplier diversity teams, um, professionals to be lockstep with their marketing arm. They have to be, they have to be, but so many organizations, they're not. They're not. And supplier diversity is kind of almost thrown out into their own little corner. They're like, oh, well, you just, you just go deal with the minority businesses and we'll let you know when we need somebody. Right, and right. All, and you're treated like this gatekeeper. Right, right. Right. And I keep telling people, I'm like, oh, no, you don't understand. <laughs> As your supplier diversity professional, I was like, I'm in front of every business you want to reach. Right. And I'm the face of this business to this segment of to people. To this segment of people. So you might want to let me know what the message is. Exactly. Right. right. And you might want to help me, you know, with yeah. crafting my messaging about who we are as it changes and our products and services yeah. and, you know, all the, 
the psychology that marketers, yeah. you know, use because yeah. they, they have a, a skill set in their they have a total skill set I mean, that I know I don't have and I totally respect. Yeah. But the other thing too is supplier diversity professionals, hey, I'm talking to you. You've got to go find these people. Yeah, within your don't organization. Don't expect them to come to you because yeah. they're just not. Yeah, they've got You've their got, own goals. They've got their own goals. They've got their own pressures. They've got their own year-end things they have to meet. You're going to have to go find them and you're going to have to say, hey, I'm here and I need to know what to say. I'll tell you a, a real quick story. I was going to go to the NGLCC, which is the National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. I was going to go to their national convention. It's the first time I'd ever gone. I just don't really have a lot of friends that are oriented that way. It's just not a circle I'm in, right? So I know I had a blind spot. I knew going into this conference, I was like, well, I've got a big blind spot. I called up business resource group. I was like, what's our message? You know, what are we saying? What is it? What is it? What is the cause of concern? What are some do's and don'ts? Gosh, that's so intuitive. I mean, just yeah, the fact that it, you took the time and had the, well, I mean, I'm having this conversation with them. They said, Hey, you're the first executive that's ever sat down with our team and asked these questions. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're a free resource internal to my organization. And you guys are in all the LOBs, right? You have representation in all the LOBs. Yeah, right. And they're like, yeah, no, you're the first one that's ever sat down and had this conversation with us because you identified a blind spot and are like, hey, help me. Help me navigate this. Help me navigate this. Because I'm about to be in a space that I'm not familiar with. Correct. Right. And let me tell you what, I walked into, I walked into that conference very much confident. Right. And I started hearing these terms and I knew how to respond, you know, but what does it come back to? Something I think you and I preach all the time. And that is understand the other culture. Understanding. Understanding where people com yeah. are coming from. Words. Yeah. Words matter. Yeah. And if you want to try to connect with people, you have to be able to use words for them to connect with you. Right. And that's the whole BRG exercise, right? Because they had terms and words that I had no idea what they meant and they had to define them for me. But then once they were defined, I was like, I got it. Got it. I yeah. got it. There are some definite things that I think people should be careful of when they say, when they're talking to any of these groups. And I applaud you for just taking that initiative to, to go to this internal affinity group and ask them. Because a lot of times people just don't do that. They don't, and they just kind of charge on in and they don't realize what a mess they've created. Right. And then, you know, the fallout from that is, especially for someone like yourself who's representing the brand, like had you not done that, Oh, yeah. You can totally misrepresent the brand. Exactly. So it's, it's very important, I think, when we think about terms and words matter and how companies think about supplier diversity. Anyone who's representing the brand, whether it's supplier diversity professionals, whether it's marketing, whether it's salespeople who are external client-facing people representing the brand should have some cultural sensitivity training and should understand it because we all bring our implicit biases to situations and, you know, having the opportunity. And I mean, you had the wherewithal, mind you, but there's so many people that don't. Right, exactly. And ask. kind of why we're having these conversations, right. right? Because we want to better the whole space. We want to better the whole space. So yeah, I think words matter and we need to, to think about what are some of the words? And again, want to put this back out to our audience. Yeah, we'd love to have to this conversation with you guys. Tell us, you know, some of the words or things you've heard that have been offensive or things that have um, been uplifting that you've heard that were unique. Or maybe you just have a question about one. Or maybe you just have a question. Between the two of us, we've got 
you know, over 30 years of experience. Yep. And so it's not much we haven't heard or haven't seen. So right. or had a conversation about. Or so had a conversation both of us about. have had the uncomfortable conversations. Very so uncomfortable. This is a safe space for our listeners. This is a very safe space um, for our listeners. And and we don't bite either. You know, we're very diplomatic in how we articulate things. So would love to get a conversation going with our listeners. Let us know. And um, we will try to, you know, if it's a term that, that we think really is representative, we'll start to try to, we'll start to break it down, but we'll start to use it. We'll start to use it. And so we can change be, the conversation. With your guys' change. help, we can change the conversation. Exactly. And that's what it's all about is taking these small steps. Well, thank you so much for joining us yes. for this episode of Words Matter. We look forward to your feedback yep. and appreciate you joining and listening in. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.